Hey there, ever thought about what makes your heart beat a little faster? Oh, you mean like when you discover a new track that just speaks to you? Yeah, or finding a movie that you can't stop thinking about? Well, get ready to feel that excitement all over again because Amazon Prime is here to take your entertainment and shopping experience to the next level. Absolutely. Prime isn't just about getting your packages quicker. It's about diving into a world of endless possibilities, from the latest releases to exclusive content you won't find anywhere else. And don't even get me started on the music. Prime offers concert specials that will transport you right to the front room. It's like being at the hottest gigs without leaving your living room. I use Prime to tap in with some of my favorite artists' live shows from any and every genre of music. Trust me, Prime is a game changer. It's like having a personalized superstore and entertainment hub right at your fingertips. So why wait? Head over to Amazon.com forward slash Prime and start experiencing entertainment like never before. Everyone deserves a chance in the driver's seat. For GM and Revolt, that means leading the way on the road to an all-electric future and envisioning a world with zero crashes, zero tailpipe emissions, and zero congestion. GM's committed to making EVs accessible for everybody. That means you too. So what are you waiting for? GM's got the keys. You grab the wheel. Learn more about an all-electric future and the 000 initiative at GM.com. GM, everybody in. What's bragging? This is Eastside Booby, man. I just jumped off the porch with Dirty Glove Bastard. That sh** on me, man. Chili. The grin and I don't sip it, that shit too cheap. I've been sipping walk with the quaking for like two weeks. I'm gonna hold up some red, I'm talking. All right, so we got Eastside Booby jumping off the porch with us today, man. Eastside motherfucking Booby, man. Reporting live from Clarksdale Projects, 237, B01 to be exact, though. Louisville, Kentucky. Yes, sir. So how you feeling today, man? Man, I'm, I'm a little, I'm a little down for real. You feel me? Like my, uh, my uncle passed away yesterday. Oh, sorry but like to hear you that. know, my, he definitely want me to be here. But you know what I mean, I'm gonna make it shit do what it do. Yeah. Nah, I appreciate you coming by today, though, man. So first off, just go ahead and introduce who you got sitting on the porch behind you today, too, man. So everyone man, knows who's back there. I got my there. brothers with me, man. I got my nigga Game Type, Black Steve. I got my nigga RJ. We call him John. I got my little people's Keyshawn, and I got Bradley with me, man. My only day one. Okay. Like, man, this nigga did the first everything together. What I mean by first everything, like, when we was young niggas, we jumped off the porch, started smoking weed together. When we started getting in trouble, we did our first stint in prison together. You feel me? Like, it ain't cute to number, like, it's just my man. You feel me? Like, now we on the up and up. You feel me? We done been through the struggle, so now I'm trying to enjoy a bright future with my niggas, man. Nah, that's. Yeah. No, that's what's good. You got to shine together, too, man. Yeah, everybody shine together. You know what I mean? That shit came from Kentucky. You know, G started that shit, but, you know, around here, everybody shine together. No, that's real, man. So what else you got shaking here in Atlanta? Do you got anything else planned while you're in the city? Uh, man, we going to fuck with the pop-up shop with the Shark Lotto niggas. That's probably about it today. You feel me? We going to double back in a couple of weeks, do some recording, probably a video or two. Niggas schedule kind of crazy right now. Like, I'm all focused on knocking this interview out and making sure my uncle's funeral will go out. You know what I mean, well not go out, but like, you know, get planned, make sure he go out in the, with a nice little home going, you know what I mean? Yeah, nah, I feel that, man. All right, so talk to us about life in Louisville right now, man. What's going on up there? Shit, murder. Getting, getting money and murder, you feel me? Like Louisville's aggressive right now, you know? It's, it's, I don't know if it's in the wild eye in the air, you know, but it's a lot of shit going on in Louisville that honestly got me, you know, preparing for an exit rap. 
I, I plan on moving out of Louisville because I know I can't get to where I'm trying to go at with my music in Louisville because honestly, I just get a different type of hate than other niggas in Louisville. Really don't care, don't know why, I don't even give a fuck, but I'm grinding with this music, you know I mean? and I'm gonna get me and my peoples away from Kentucky, you feel me? Like, we're just looking for a brighter future, you know? There's things that go on in Kentucky that's good too. Just the part where I'm from, it's treacherous and it's rough right now, it's a war in my city. Yeah. Has it always been that bad, or have you noticed the violence getting worse the older you've gotten? I mean, it's always been aggressive in Louisville, but in the last, I say, three to five years, it's definitely got worse because, you know, it's, it's, it's the young niggas call it standing on business, and, and the nigga respect it. You know, life's been taken with these beefs, you feel me? So people's not open to squash it because, you know, they friends and family already died behind this shit, so it's an ongoing thing, you feel me? Like, I ain't, I ain't trying to be no peacemaker, none of that shit in that beat because I get it, you feel me? Like, I'm trying to focus on me, my gang, my squad, not even necessarily my gang, my team, because this ain't no gang, AMK. It stands for Antonio McCann Kamari, which is my kid's initials, you feel me? I got two other sons, Jerison and Jacoby, too, but when I started my company, is Antonio McCann Kamari, so that's what AMK stands for. Okay. So what has being a father taught you about life? Man, being a father, man, like, it, it's a, it ain't no correct way how to do it, you feel me? Like, I ain't the best dad, but my kids know that I try, you feel me? Like, I got an open relationship with them, meaning, like, they old enough to the point now where when they ask me certain questions, I just be open and honest about it, you know? Some, some things I didn't want them to know about myself and my past, you feel me? But, like, what's the point of lying to your kids and you want them to respect you as a man as well? So, you know, I had to put them up on a certain thing. You know, they respect me, they love me, they fuck with me heavy. They, 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 they need this music for me to work even more because the reason why I say they need this music for me to work because they know if it don't work, if nothing else, what I'm going to do. You know what I mean? Just keeping it a buck. Yeah, I understand. So when would you say you jumped off the porch then? How old were you? Shit, I jumped off the porch and I was probably about, I say about 12 or 13, you feel me? Like my first hustle was pitching quarters. Like we had these, uh, in our projects, you feel me? Like we had these dumpsters, but they had like a, a concrete, little thing around it, you know, where the dumpster go inside of it. Mm -hmm. But like, uh, we would use the little concrete part. Say, say like the little, uh, the little banner that you got right there, we would pitch the quarter from here and whoever would get closest to the wall wins the money. Yeah. They went from that, you feel me, to shooting dice and then learning how to be a houseman. Like the houseman is the nigga who pull up with the dice. If the dice game started, every time you roll a three, 12 or two, you get paid. We call it, in my neighborhood, we call it bloods. You feel me? Some niggas a dude just catch threes and twelves, but when we be like, man, I got bloods, that mean ain't nothing open. So every time a nigga throw a crap, you getting paid from it. You know, from there, giving and dabbing with a little weed, different weed, shit, shit the crack. And I mean, I, I lived in the projects, I grew up in the projects. Most of these people that that's around her buying this crack is my family members. You know what I mean? Like my, my last name is Taylor. We got a big family in the East End part of Louisville, and. You know, it was just natural for me, like, and it honestly became uh, something I wanted to do for real because I watched my Uncle Wu. You know what I mean? My uncle used to come in and give me money and shit to hide, or, you know, help, help me do different, have, him, help me, have me help him do different shit. And then when we get done, be like, look, man, play football, man. I don't want you to hustle or none of that shit. It's the same word it said, but the whole time I'm seeing all this money like shit. Nigga, fuck football, Michael Jordan, all the niggas. I want to be like Big Wu. And, and that's just what it was for me growing up. I idolized my uncle. I wanted to be just like him. A lot of the hustle that I got to this present day, you feel me, came from the things that he showed me. A lot of it was tough love. I ain't gonna make it like every day was a great day with me and him. But you know, a lot of the hustle and game and finesse that I got definitely came from my uncle. Okay. So did you end up finishing school or did you drop out? I dropped out of school when I was in the, uh, I say the 10th grade. Uh, when, let, me, let me go back a little bit. 
In school, I wasn't no bad kid or nothing. Nigga made good grades and shit, honor or actually. But once I got to like high school, you know, lights and shit's getting cut off. So, you know, nigga trying to play football and, you know, be, be a good kid and all that shit. But when the lights is off and, and the water and shit getting cut off, my mind clicked from fuck football, I'm in the project. So, you feel me? I made that do what it do. But when I did play football, I was good. I had a full scholarship to this school called Trinity. Like, it's one of the best schools in Louisville. I don't really have no structure behind me, you feel me, like to force me to go, meaning like my mom and my dad, because the school wanted me to cut my hair. I had real long braids at the time. And I'm like, I wasn't cutting my hair. So I passed up an opportunity, you feel me, over some braids. And I ended up going to a school called PRP. I started varsity my freshman year, and I broke my finger the third game. After that, I've been in the streets ever since. Oh, shit. Yeah. What's been one of the biggest lessons you had to, had to learn while being out in the streets then? Shit, I can't, uh, man, I done been through so many trials and tribulations in the streets, you feel me? I, I done been shot twice. Uh, I, all of the issues that I had, like, even when I got shot, it was both by people who was close to me. I had a situation where uh, one of my friends was, you know, around me, and, and she ended up being blind when the situation was all said and done, you know, due to somebody we grew up with trying to jack us and shit. Like, it's a, shit's ill, but, you know, I'm trying to focus on the music game. No, I understood. Uh, you just came home earlier this year, is that right? Yeah, I just did four years, man. Uh, it's crazy. I didn't even think that I was going to be gone that long because, like, I, I only had five years probation, and then I uh, caught a case when I was on probation, and they uh, ended up taking five years on top of that for a total of ten. True. And, like, it was crazy because, like, I just started heating up with the music. Mozzie had invited me to go on the, uh, the One Up Top Oct tour, and I got to do two shows. The first show I did was in Atlanta down here. And when I went back home, my, my girl had got sick. So I took her home the following day, went and collected a couple of dollars, handled my business in the streets. When I woke up, before well, she woke me up the following morning, it was two POs in the front, two in the back. Know what I mean? So when we go downstairs, I asked them, like, what's going on? They asked me, did I just do a show with a guy named Mosey? I was like, what? They were like, did you do a show, a show with a guy named Mosey? I'm like, no, nah, I don't know nothing about that. So the POs like, look, uh, I'm used to females calling saying, you know, certain stuff that they boyfriends are doing while they on parole. He's like, but I got a dude that calls and tells me everything that you do. Like, I know you're still active in the streets. I know you do it, said in the third. So I asked him what was the dude's name. He wouldn't tell me. All along, you feel me like, you know, it's somebody that was real close to me. And that led to me going to prison and doing four years. I've been home for six months. God damn. Yeah. So did you have a solid support system on the outside during those four years? So you have people holding you down? Yeah, I can honestly, I ain't had no whole lot of people, you feel me? I can honestly say my girl held me down, my whole did from the first day to the last day, you feel me? Like, we had our ups and downs during the bid, but for the most part, like, it never was no day where I couldn't call home and she didn't answer. It, it never was a time where uh, I needed commissary and I called and she ain't. Hey there, ever thought about what makes your heart beat a little faster? Oh, you mean like when you discover a new track that just speaks to you? Yeah, or finding a movie that you can't stop thinking about? Well, get ready to feel that excitement all over again because Amazon Prime is here to take your entertainment and shopping experience to the next level. Absolutely. Prime isn't just about getting your packages quicker. It's about diving into a world of endless possibilities, from the latest releases to exclusive content you won't find anywhere else. And don't even get me started on the music. Prime offers concert specials that will transport you right to the front room. It's like being at the hottest gigs without leaving your living room. I use Prime to tap in with some of my favorite artists' live shows from any and every genre of music. Trust me, Prime is a game changer. It's like having a personalized superstore and entertainment hub right at your fingertips. 
So why wait? Head over to Amazon.com forward slash prime and start experiencing entertainment like never before. Get it to me. It was times where she drove three, four hours to come and see me for a visit where I was behind the glass. You feel me? Where I couldn't even touch him. COVID started, you couldn't do contact visits. You feel me? But like no matter where I was at, she always made sure I was good and I had the shit that I needed. Yeah. So were you rapping or writing while you were locked up too, or was your mind elsewhere? I was. Uh, I ain't gonna front, nigga. When I was in jail, I was getting high every day, like every single day. Like I, I don't think it was a day that I was in jail that I didn't get high. You feel me? Like, I ain't really wasn't too much focused on the rap because I went through some shit in jail. Like, one day I called home, nigga, and $100,000 grew legs and, and walked away. I don't know what happened to it to this day, but, like, that shit fucked me up. And I, I wasn't worried about no rap. Like, I would go through the motions of, I'm a rapper when I get out because I'm going to be too old because I'm 36. And then, like, like uh, certain people ain't showing love. Like, like, but all the niggas who I was fucking with, before I went down, like Icewear, uh, Sada Baby, Monzi, uh, oh, I got a few songs with niggas like, but when I came back home, you feel me, I reached out to these niggas and I couldn't get in touch with none of them because my Instagram and shit got deleted. So like, I get that these niggas got big pages and shit. I'm sure if they had the time and see me, you feel me, like Monzi would definitely tap back in with a nigga. Vez too, you feel me, like all of them. I ain't got no bad blood with none of them. They just on a bigger scale now and it's harder for me to reach them, you feel me, because I don't have like no big, uh, staff or no shit like that, you feel me? I'm still on the up and up. Everything I do is solely funded by myself. I ain't got no investors or none of that shit. It's just, it's me, you feel me? If I know I need it, I'm gonna grind for it. Yeah. Straight up. So you're about to get released. Um, is that when you decide, all right, I'm gonna go really hard with this music shit when I, I come home? Front. That nigga G, like, like I was hearing G's music, you feel me? Like in prison, we just got a kiosk. It's $2 a song and then they got no cuss words. You can't see no videos or nothing. Then I'm hearing the Forever Rolling tag and all of these songs. Jeff Rowland basically used to live with me, you feel me? Especially when I lived in the A, like that was my little nigga. I fucked with him heavy. I, I believed in his dream, but some shit had happened at a club one night and some shots had got fired. And when we ended up finding little bro, like he was crying and shit, like he was shook up, which is okay because Jeff Rowland, I know street nigga. I knew right then and there, you feel me, for me to protect him and what he had going on, I had to fall back off of him. So I just fell back off of him to make sure he didn't get caught up in none of my bullshit. So when I'm in prison and I'm hearing the forever rolling tag and G, I'm like, damn, nigga, this shit good. And these niggas is like up an echelon, like nigga G top three with this shit. So when I get home and I see the videos and this shit, I'm like, ah, right, it's on. Like, I, I can do this. I, I started this shit because no shade to G or none of that. But if you ask any nigga from Kentucky, Nigga, before I went down, I was that nigga with that music. That that bid stripped me of the opportunity that, that was right there in my face. But like I can't dwell on that because it's in the past. I can only focus about what I got going on now. But like, dude turned our city up. That, that nigga put a nice view on our city. He showed it that it, it ain't no country ass shit going down there. Niggas were, uh, one nigga asked me from out of town, that, when do we start wearing shoes? Bitch, the same day you started wearing them. Nigga, we ain't no motherfucking farmers or none of that shit, you feel me? But like, Know what I mean? Like like I said though, just, just seeing the work. And then not, not only just him though, like it's a lot of artists in the city who who got good music. Like even seeing bro, Steve and, and Brawley, like these niggas was grinding with the music before I went down. But when I came home, they shit was bigger and better. Like this nigga don't wear no jewelry. And I've been knowing this nigga all my life. He don't fuck with that shit. And I was buying jewelry and shit. He's like, man, that, that's for you. I don't do it. But now he see, you feel me? Because with a fan base, certain shit be about perception. Mm -hmm. like, like I had, when I dropped my first mixtape, 
I had a little rental car. I'd be riding around and pe trying to pass niggas CDs. You want a CD? Listen to me, I'm hot. Niggas wouldn't take it. So I ended up buying a little Camaro and throwing some 4G autos on it. So when I pull up now, like, hey, you want a CD? Give me five of them. Let me get on your Instagram. You feel me? Like, that's it, just what happened. I, I learned then that it was perception. But like when I came home, both of these niggas was in better spots with their music and just with they self, period. Like, they in good spaces. Neither one of these niggas is on parole. They free as fuck. Bro just got married and shit. Like, niggas got good things going on, you feel me? And these are the people who I fuck with on a day-to-day. -day. Like, I, it, won't, it won't, I don't say, I mean, I'm, if I was to ever do another interview down here, when I come back, it'll be these same niggas. No matter how big I get, you feel me? It'll be these same people on the porch. Because they believe in it, why it ain't big, you feel me? So what's the point of, of putting together an entourage of niggas who came after the work was put in? Real grind story. with me, you feel me? If you're gonna grind with me, you're gonna shine with me. But if you don't wanna grind with me, you're gonna watch us ball on everything. <laughs> you see this shit, that. man? Yeah. This shit's all right, you know? I don't have a deal or nothing. You know, I don't, I don't got no, no deals and no backups or none of that shit. This is my money. And this ain't all of it. <laughs> <laughs> so were you rusty at all when you first hit the studio after coming Hell home? yeah, man. Like, I couldn't catch a vibe for a minute because where I was going to the studio at, it was the same niggas, Trapmore, uh, shout out to Brody, like he make a lot of my beats and shit, but like I couldn't get comfortable because I'm on parole and, and shit changed in Kentucky. Like it's aggressive and I don't, I don't want to be riding around with no gun, you feel me? So when I'm going to the studio, I don't got blick on me and different niggas is running out the studio. So when I'm going in the studio and trying to record, I'm, you know, uh, man, fuck this shit. So I had to make a way to, for me to get comfortable, you feel me? So I got a few people around me that, that love me, they got license to carry. So if the peoples pull up, you know what I mean? They can't say nothing. So the peoples who, who's licensed to carry, they be around when I'm in the stew. And, and one of them be in the stew with me if need be, you feel me? Like these people gonna fuck with me. So then I'm comfortable and I know I'm secure, I go in here and I put this shit down. Yeah. I end up coming up with a new sound, bro, on some high shit. Like I be drinking that syrup shit. Most of the time a nigga drink it raw, you know what I mean? Little, little pop today to stretch it, but a nigga was high off the juice and the perks, man. And, and, and I did it, I said, uh, just like it. And when I said it though, for some reason in my mind, I had a melody to it. <laughs> now every time I rap, I, you know, backpack full of quarter ounces, nigga getting to it. Uh, he said, keep it pint, nigga, you know what he get. You know what I mean? It's just dirt now. It's new, it went hard, it's easy, it's repetitive, it's gonna work. Like, I can feel it. Like, this the sound that's gonna put me in the arena yeah. with these niggas. Do you feel like your fans uh, stuck with you during those four years? Like, when you dropped that first one, did you yeah, get a lot of comments yeah, like, man, the, where the, the fuck have you been? Welcome call, back the, and all that? I ain't gonna make it like I had a big ass fan base, but the people who, who've been fucking with me, they definitely tap right in. Like, nigga, we've been waiting on you. A lot of times when I post shit, People be like, man, you up next. You feel me? Like it, it should have been you. Like if you would, if you wouldn't have got locked up, you'd be where you be at. Like you, you can ask these niggas. You feel me? Like I, like I said, I can't take nothing away from bro and them's grind the sound because that nigga's music's great. I listen to that shit on a day-to-day -day basis. I'm, I'm more motivated by it than anything. A lot of people hate it. When I was in prison, I used to get into it with niggas. Like, why you listen to this nigga? Because the people who he's speaking on on the opposite neighborhood, a lot of these niggas is in prison. You know what I mean? And, and I don't know dude on no personal level, but regardless of the matter, you can't tell me who I'm, who I'm gonna listen to and who I can't listen to. And he grew up up my way, which is Clark's there, you feel me? So, you know, uptown, for life, you feel me? But I ain't heard of no niggas beef, I signing up for no shit, but I'm gonna listen to whoever the music I wanna listen to. But when I used to work out and shit, I'll even just spin the loop on the yard, and I listen to G.R.A. Day. 
because I knew like this, this a nigga, this how hard I got come. Yeah. If I ain't coming this hard, it ain't working, nigga. If you ain't if you ain't streaming, you ain't getting paid. You know what I mean? Free my nigga Rico too, because Rico's a big part of EST. And Rico had came with me when I did the one show with Mozzie in Atlanta. And he rubbed shoulders and shit then. He's like, damn, bro, I need to get in on this. He don't rap or nothing. He's like, I'm going to find me an artist. And that nigga found him an artist. And, and they put that money behind, bro. He, bro put his work in with that sound. And they just put the footwork in. And that shit worked out. Yeah. You know, uh, unfortunately, you know, Rico's in the feds. But I know whenever that nigga's feet hit the surface, whether I'm signed or not, Rico going to come and find me. That's hmm. on everything. <laughs> Why do you feel like people overlooked the town in Louisville for so long until recently? Uh, because mo most of the people from Louisville that was big, they wasn't street niggas. Not saying that you have to be a street nigga to get validation or none of it off of people to look, but like Bryson Tiller, um, Jack Harlow, you feel me? Like they, they wasn't really rapping about the streets of Louisville and what was going on, you know? And, and when that sound came out, you know, niggas is saying like, oh, it's popping in Louisville for real now. And, and now it, it's growing. It's several niggas in my city that's hard. I ain't gonna go through the motions of shouting all these niggas out because I'm getting to a point where I'm starting to realize I be fucking with niggas more than they fuck with me and I be supporting them more than they support me. Like I share niggas video, anything they ask me in a heartbeat because that's just a click of a button. But when I post shit, it be, niggas don't be wanting to reshare it or for whatever reason, I don't even care. But I'm just to the point where I I'm gonna fuck with you how you fuck with me, whoever it is, you know what yeah. I mean? So I ain't gonna beg for no support because I know this shit gonna work. What I got going on, all it need is a little bit of structure, bro. You know what I mean? The right structure. Once my music gets in the right sounds and the ears and people hear it, and, and I don't write nothing. I go solely off the vibe, you feel me? Like, what what I done today, what I seen, or what's going on present time. You feel me? Like, it's, it's just how I do it. I don't never write nothing. Yeah. Then, like, like all of these niggas, they write their shit. They, they go through their own process. When I go in the booth, how long it take me to drop a verse? How long I've been doing it. When something happens to your kitchen, you might say, This is ludicrous. But that won't fix your home. That will only get you the rapper, Ludicrous. Having trouble? Don't panic. Don't be alarmed. You need to file a claim? Holla at State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That's right. You can file a claim on the app or call us. Thanks, Mr. Chris. No matter how ludicrous the situation, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois. I'm talking about kids, though, like, you know what I mean? It's, it's natural, so, like, that's why I don't, I don't got to go through the motions, you feel me, or keeping a pen or nothing and shit. I'm going to just go solely off what I feel like. The next time I go to the booth, of course, I'm going to make a song about my uncle because this was on my mind. I can't stop thinking about it. Like, this shit just happened yesterday. Like, I wasn't even going to come down here and do the interview, but I'm like, shit, I got to keep it pushing, bro, because this is what he would want me to do. And not only that, it's harsh, but life go on, you know what I mean? So I, I got to make sure I make my best move, my next move, so I can get my people around trying to get them to. Yeah, no, I feel you know that. What I mean, like, I'm a family man before any of this shit. Real shit. Now, you've been going crazy these six months, man. I, yeah. I couldn't even count how many videos you dropped. Yeah. Was that like your plan when you started out? Like, all right, I'm just going to flood them with. I knew that, that I needed some shit to shake, like, as far as the, the sound-wise. What I mean by that is I have a big following. So in order for me to get people to go subscribe to my YouTube channel, I got to give them shit to go look for. You know what I mean? Then, like, I, I do love 
I'm gonna start doing like little funny skits cause I'm funny as hell. I mean, this nigga I throw jokes with whoever. Like if you ever come up with an idea where you know some funny niggas and they want to joke for some money, nigga, I'll put that shit up on me and bro. And the, <laughs> and the viewers can, can be the judge or whatever, like some funny ass shit. Hmm. But it, it's just natural for us, bro. I'm just trying to, trying to make it work, bro, because I don't want to put no handcuffs on. I don't, I don't want my mama to have to uh, plan no funeral service for me or nothing, you feel me? Like, I want to be an old man that's rich as fuck. You know what I mean? When I hit 70, 80, I want to just be laid back in, in my big ass crib, cooling with my people. So I started this shit with, because this is what it's about. You know what I mean? Absolutely, yeah. All right, so let's talk about some of these songs, some of these videos, man. Um, Street Life yeah. with Mozzie, man. Yeah. So how did that all come about? Uh, I booked Mozzie first in, I want to say like 2015. It was either 2015 or 16. When he pulled up, it wasn't one female in the show. And it was like <laughs> 38 niggas. I lost on the show and everything. But like Mozzie was the same exact how he was in his music. Like I done met a lot of rappers when they pull up, them niggas be cornballs. They be fake. Mozzie was, was, a, was a cool ass nigga. And so I booked him again when he got bigger. And when he came back, I made chili off that show. I, I ate good off that. And I got the verse from him and shit. And I just put it up until I got my money right. So once I got my money right, me and my uh, two of my homies, Boy and Kobe, we got on a plane and flew to LA and did the video. You feel me? I dropped the video in 2017. But when I went to prison, you feel me? Like people was reporting my videos, getting them took down. Mm. I had an Instagram that had like 25,000 followers. That's not a lot to a famous person, but that was a lot for me because them was real followers. Like it took me years to get there. Like I would go out of town and um, like when I pass CDs and shit, that if you take my CD, I'd be like, let me follow you for my phone. And I do that just to make sure I gain the following. But you know, when I got back out, I put the video back on YouTube, no promotion on nothing. And I think that motherfucker's already back at like 23, 24,000 views. Yeah, now that shit going up. Because the song's solid. Like, it, when you hear my music, bro, it's the truth. I'm not fabricating nothing. Like, it, it's, it's the best me I can be. It's the only way I can put it. Yeah. Like, anti-rap music is, is more than just a mixtape. It's a way of life. Because, like, a lot of you niggas, like, y'all run y'all money up, you know what I mean? Do the things you need to do with it. You will slip in the road and catch a case and then tell on a small fish and feel like it's okay because a nigga don't get as much money as you or he ain't got as much motion. Like, end of the day, nigga, that still make your ass a rat. I don't give a fuck how much money you got, how big your house is, how many chains you got. If you one of them niggas that say I heard telling on little niggas that's trying to get their cheese together, you tell them, period, you a sick individual, man, nigga. Anti-rap music for life, nigga. It is. I think that's the hardest mixtape title ever, man. Yeah, I that got five hard. of them, but like what I what I did wrong with the anti-rap music was I dropped too many of them. I got five <laughs> of them. It, this is why I say I dropped too many of them because I was doing music wrong for the first four or five years. <laughs> All the people around me just knew if you tell Booby you need X amount of dollars for some shit with his music, that nigga go grind up and go get it. So I'm paying dollars on dollars for shit. Like I booked three concerts before I could even see what the first one did. I brought Jewels, Chief Keith, and I want to say uh, Doughboy Cash out or some shit, nigga. The Jewel show flopped. This nigga get kicked off a plane because his carry-on was too heavy. He, he went through a Hollywood skit. This is when I realized rappers rap because when his manager called back, like he missed, uh, he got kicked off the plane, we wanted to get another one. I'm like, get on the jet. Like, y'all be rapping about that jet, gas that motherfucker up and get on here. Like, I got people in the club waiting, nigga, and it's my first show. And if it don't work, I got two other shows that's already booked. It's gonna look bad. 
So this nigga didn't show up because, like I said, he got kicked out. So I ended up bringing him back for free. When he got there, that nigga was shook. That nigga ain't have no jewelry on or nothing. I took that nigga straight to the projects. Then his manager's like, I can tell this Eastside Booby nigga's not no, uh, he's not no no promoter. He's a street nigga. Like, yeah, bitch, my money's involved. Like, we got to get this together. So I ended up letting the people come for free. Then I brought, matter of fact, it was Young Scooter. I brought Young Scooter and Chief Keith. Chief Keith had ended up getting into it with Kanye or some shit. At least that's what they say. Then this nigga don't show up. So now I'm two shows in. These people ain't showing up on time. By the time I get to the third one, you feel me? Like, niggas are not believing in this AMK shit, but I'm stuck with a show. Nigga, that third show came in with me, the DJ, security, and my mama in that bitch. <laughs> That's it. God damn. <laughs> I lost on shows, nigga, for like the first two, three years. And then I started listening to Icewear Vezo and then at the time, they was cheap. I think I paid Vezo like 25, $3,500 for a show. This was like 2014. I booked that nigga and, and I made some chili off the show, then I booked them again in six months and I ate again. Like, I ain't start seeing no bread off the shows until them. But, like, the thing, this is one thing I hate about my city, bro. I, I turn my city on to niggas they never heard of and I, and I promote them heavy because my money be involved with the contracts with the shows. You feel me? So then they'll start listening to their music. They'll come out there, buy tickets. It's all good. That's what I need them to do. But they'll support these niggas shit harder than they support me. <laughs> I'm the one to turn them on to them. You feel me? But, like, that's just how they do me in Louisville, bro. That's a fact. That's wild. So you working on a new project right now? Or you kind of just focusing on just dropping all these videos? I'm just, dropping, right now? I'm just dropping singles and shit, building up momentum, because I need them. Uh, I need a thousand subscribers, and I think it's like four thousand watch hours on YouTube before you can get your shit. Monetized. Before you can monetize it, yeah. Yeah. So like, I'm working on that. Like, once I accomplish that, that's when I uh, drop a mixtape or something. Me and bro, me and Black Steve, it'll probably be the tape for real because we got two songs. We got a song called If You Know You Know and By The Gallon, you feel me? And both of them motherfuckers is like, they up, they hard for us. Like, these are the songs that we currently pushing. So once I get that momentum with that YouTube shit the way how I want it, that's when we'll drop that mixtape. Okay. You know what I mean? Like I, like I said, my following's growing day by day. You know what I mean? The, the work's getting put in. Like I said, a, a little bit more structure. And that shit's gonna be young. You're gonna look up. Eastside gonna be getting back ends, good ones too. You know what I mean? Like, uh, are you familiar with Tim Boss in Charlotte? Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Like, that, that's, my, promoter out there. that's my nigga, you feel me? Like, Tim Boss, a solid guy. Like, I could call Tim for prison and bro gonna pick up for me. I had several good conversations with bro when I was locked up. And they used to trip him out because I ain't, I ain't one of them niggas who gonna ask for bets when I'm locked up because I'm gonna always make sure I'm straight for real for real. But if I need it, I know how to put pride to the side. But when I called him, I never asked for nothing. I always told him I needed to save my favor for when I get out. Know what I mean? So now, you know, I'm out. Bro, just help my people book a couple shows. Know what I mean? Like, it was all on the handshake through, bro. Uh, I got a show July 15th in Raleigh, North Carolina with him. He, uh, he's, he's bringing a little baby. I'm opening up, you feel me? But, like, that's big for me. Yep. And because it's a different fan base and a stamp from Tim Boss is just big, period, because bro, solid. He, he probably the only rich nigga I know that ain't arrogant and cocky and just a, just a weird ass nigga. Like, bro, humble as hell. And if it's way for you to, to eat with what he got going on, he gonna open up that door and, and make way for you to eat positive because he, he's anti-street, meaning like he not fucking with nothing in the streets. Like if it's, if it's, if he got a tax dollar on it and you can take his shit to the bank, Tim Boss down, you feel me? <laughs> and I'm down too, you feel me? But that street shit, he not with that none whatsoever, zero tolerance. I be, you know, that's the goal that I'm getting, that's the goal that I'm aiming for. If that makes sense that. to you. Yeah. What's some advice you would share to the youth coming up right now? 
uh, to the youth. I ain't gonna cap, like, I ain't no role model with nothing, but I tell the youth, like, the little people, the young niggas who be pushing up on me and shit, if they ask me questions and shit, I just tell them questions. I mean, I answer it as if I was talking to my son, because I got, I got sons that's teenagers and shit, so, like, as far as the youth, like, it's easier said than done for a nigga to tell you to stay out the streets, go to work, don't hustle, don't do none of that. But if you do go to work, stay in school, and don't go to the streets and none of that, your life is 100% guaranteed to be better because you're not taking no risk to catch no felonies, get locked up, you ain't got no beef going on with niggas in the streets, you're not hustling so niggas not hating on you as far as robbing you, you feel me? If you're working and, and, and trying to be a good civilian, your life is going to be 100% better than mine, my nigga. Nah, I mean, you ain't gonna go through the shit that I went through. I don't want that for none of these young kids growing up. Well, I don't give a fuck if you black, white, Asian, whatever, you feel me? Like, it, you know, try to stir straight, you feel me? It's gonna be hurdles and, and shit that come your way in life, but you gotta be humble enough to jump over them. Some of them's gonna be easier to jump over, some of them ain't. You know what I mean? But you, you gotta learn how to accept accountability with yourself and your own actions. Like, I ain't really here to preach to you kids and then you know, but try to make each day better. And if you do have a job, or if you one of them young niggas that's in the streets already and it ain't no turning back for you, little bruh, put you some money up every day. You know what I mean? Try to get you a good lawyer and retainer, you know what I mean? Because when the walls close, you feel me? Ain't no telling who, who gonna be there for you, you know what I mean? The niggas girl leave, you know what I mean? The niggas people leave, people steal. So like, you know, if you're a young nigga that's in the streets, you know what I mean? Try to focus up and make your business plan to get out of them motherfucking streets, bruh, because jail don't never close. It's just open up every day. And these niggas is telling more and more because they making it to where they ain't putting these niggas on paperwork or giving them CI numbers. They giving these niggas money to tell now. Like, you know, they, they making it a thing. These niggas out here that's millionaires, that's rats. And, and, they, and they telling on all the little homies that's trying to feed their family, you know, because they force their backs against the wall. So they feel like hustling is the only way to feed them and their peoples, you know. And they getting on from a nigga who they looking up to. And the whole time, the nigga who they looking up to is looking down on them like, shit, you know, when that time of the month come and it's time for me to tell, I'm giving this nigga up. Him, his homie, his mama, whatever. That's what these niggas is doing. You know what I mean? In my city, when the police stop you, they ask you if you want a card. If you take a card, that means you're going to work. So, you know, the charges or whatever that you got pending, they gonna go away because you gonna work, but you got to work quick though. And, and niggas is doing that. And you know, your name ain't on no, it's, it's like a sales pitch. Your name's not going on no paperwork. They don't have no CI number or nothing. You can snitch. And the person you snitched on probably gonna know you told on them, but it's not gonna be on paperwork. So the streets will never know. And I'm gonna get, you want a Hellcat? You want a Cuban? You want a pint of syrup? These niggas is getting bags out the property room. <laughs> like, That's wild, man. That's just what it is. Yeah. All right, Booby, you got any shout-outs you'd like to give before we wrap it up here, man? Uh, free my motherfucking big bloods in Black Tone, uh, Charlie, uh, free my nigga uh, uh, Howard Reed, you know what I mean? And rest in peace to my motherfucking Uncle Wu, man, I love you. I appreciate the hustle that, that, that you put in me and all the game you showed me, my nigga. Watch over me daily, man. On. Uh, A-M-K all motherfucking day, I got to say it. That's it, gang. Uh, I don't want the green and I don't sip it, that shit too cheap. I've been sipping walk with the quaking for like two weeks. I'm gonna hold up some red, I'm talking acorn in this bitch. I don't even wanna f Hey there, ever thought about what makes your heart beat a little faster? Oh, you mean like when you discover a new track that just speaks to you? Yeah, or finding a movie that you can't stop thinking about? Well, get ready to feel that excitement all over again because Amazon Prime is here to take your entertainment and shopping experience to the next level. Absolutely. Prime isn't just about getting your packages quicker. 
It's about diving into a world of endless possibilities, from the latest releases to exclusive content you won't find anywhere else. And don't even get me started on the music. Prime offers concert specials that will transport you right to the front room. It's like being at the hottest gigs without leaving your living room. I use Prime to tap in with some of my favorite artists' live shows from any and every genre of music. Trust me, Prime is a game changer. It's like having a personalized superstore and entertainment hub right at your fingertips. So why wait? Head over to Amazon.com forward slash Prime and start experiencing entertainment like never before.